The other night we got a chance to listen to uh, Andrew Giuliani for the uh, state of New York who was running for position of uh, governor. That's what he's taking or hoping to get as he declares his official candidacy, of course. Now, uh, it was last night that they had, I believe, the convention, or is it tonight? Uh, it being, of course, March 2nd. So, uh, uh, March 2, 2, two, two. Uh, so there's uh, four twos, or two, two twos. So does that mean that somebody has to wear a tutu today? Uh, or it's just two two to do to you too. It's a complicated day. All right, it is March second, <laughs> two thousand and twenty-two. I'm Mike of New York. Let's give a listen to uh, Lee Zeldin when he accepted the uh, Conservative Party's nomination as their candidate for governor the other night uh, in talks that he called um, up north. It would seem upstate New York, uh, and and Zeldin, of course, accepting the uh, New York State's Conservative Party nomination to be governor of New York. Uh, of course, there's still going to be a party convention, I believe, for the Republican Party, which is going to be taking place sometime in May. But let's listen right now to Lee Zeldin, who is the front runner, it would appear, for the Republican nomination as governor. Even if uh, his position is being seriously challenged by the son of former New York Mayor Rudy Giuliani, with Andrew Giuliani, uh, who is apparently uh, the uh, MAGA choice, it would seem, as opposed to Zeldin, who is seen more as the more traditional Republican candidate. Part of New York, this state that we love, leaving the whole country in population loss is nothing compared to what will happen come next year. Outsized power in Albany of self-described socialists, supermajorities in the Assembly and Senate, one-party rule at every level of our government, from Washington to Albany to New York City, making people feel like they just can't afford to stay here. People feel like they just can't live here and be safe and free. Parents who are deeply concerned about the quality of education for their sons and their daughters. This is last stand time. And losing this race is not an option. It's not an option. I got in this race on April 8th of last year. There's a saying in New York, when you campaign once in every county in the state in the calendar year, they call it the fall Schumer. <laughs> <laughs> and it was great announcing an amazing, amazing pick for a roommate of Lieutenant Governor Allison Esposito. He's talking about his running mate, Alan Esposito, who is a uh, veteran and also a uh, New York uh, Police Department, New York City Police Department officer, a uh, member of the uh, Brotherhood of New York Police Department officers. Let's go back to uh, Congressman Zeldin. Thank you for supporting her. I hope that she's going to 
as I and my family do too. When the cameras were there, I, I shared with the media that while they called that the full Schumer, in our first six months, we campaigned at least twice in every county in the state. And I told them, you go tell Senator Schumer, it's now called the full Zelda. <laughs> Hard and you all are working hard. You know the stakes. The thing that I love the most about the Conservative Party is from the first time that I ran for office, surrounded at a, a table of all of our great leaders from the Suffolk County Conservative Party who are here and supported me every step of the way, and led by a great chairman of Mike Torres. Thank you for your nomination. They always were asking me tough, principled questions about their values. They wanted to know where my heart was, where I stood, not just on the, the easy issues. They wanted to know where I stood on the toughest issues. And that's, that's the New York State Conservative Party. That's always been the New York State Conservative Party. And that is the way the New York State Conservative Party will always survive and grow for years and decades and generations to come this party will always be holding candidates accountable and asking the tough questions that maybe no one else is willing to ask to make sure that we have the right caliber of people leading our communities leading our state and leading our country as we've been traveling all around the state to earn the support of voters I've seen how hard each and every one of you are working right now, knowing the stakes. As of last month, we had raised eight and a half million dollars. We received 34,000 donations. 20,000 of them since July was for $100 or less. Show up grassroots donations at a dollar or $2 or $5, which means a lot. Thousands of volunteer signups. A lot of endorsements from all of you. The first call I got in this race, before there was a race, many, many, many months before there was a race. I was in Washington, D.C. I was at the Capitol Hill Club sitting down with your chairman, Jerry Passat. Jerry said he had an idea. <laughs> I was running for re-election to, to the House at the time. And I was listening. I was in listen mode only for this conversation. Jerry had it all figured out. It was amazing how well this has all played out exactly as he had figured out a long time ago. I had a race to run and win in 2020. I couldn't even think about it. I didn't think about it until after that race was over and then it was December, January, February, I started to give it some thought. And I'm glad that you contacted me. And I'm, I'm grateful for your, your vision and, and asking me to think about it. Thank you. Thank you for having such a So, of course, that's Lee Zeldin. He's running for governor of the uh, 
great state of New York, as I like to say out here. And, uh, you know, uh, just how, how great is the state where so many of its people are leaving? And this is what Zeldin is saying, that, you know, there, there's so much need for people to understand what is at stake here. That this is basically the last chance for many people in this state to, uh, to, to uh, you know, uh, to, to want to even be a part of it. You, you know how... Uh, the, uh, the theme song is, you know, if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. Well, right now, the, the theme movie that everybody talks about is Escape from New York, you know. And unfortunately, that is what a lot of people are doing. One of the people, in fact, um, who's doing this is, is, is a guy who spent his whole life in New York City. But now uh, is going to be saying goodbye to New York. And, and that is a, a young man... That, that we know as uh, Action Kid, you know, and and uh, he basically... City. And I'm the same. He's, uh, you know, he, he's actually uh, had to come out and say uh, that, you know, he's, uh, although he's sad about what, what has happened to the city that, you know, he promotes on the internet so much especially uh he's a he's a live streamer on youtube right and he is saddened by seeing all the harm that has come <coughs> excuse me to his uh to his community because of this and, and he lives in in um in astoria which is not far from where i live you know and yet he's he's had to make a decision um for his own business choice and even for his own personal safety to, you know, leave the city that he calls home. Let's listen to Action Kid, who I rarely feature outside of, you know, looking at his videos and occasionally uh, uh, grabbing a picture off of some of his great video visual feeds that he, that he puts out. Entire life here, the world trade. Gonna be missing this view for sure. I'm gonna explain the best I can of why I'm moving and where, but it's not an easy decision to make, especially when you've lived in a city like this for uh, your entire life here. The World Trade Center is behind me, the Brooklyn Bridge, and uh, this is my favorite park in the city, Brooklyn Bridge Park. We've got uh, James Carousel over there. But yeah, big change for me for sure. Um, where can I start? I guess uh, I'll list some topics of why I'm leaving New York. I won't reveal where until later in the video. Let's get started. So number one, homeless, the mentally ill, and growing crime in New York City. And I'm ashamed to even mention this, especially since it's a city that I love and I've lived in my entire life. But New York City has a growing problem. Every time I walk through the streets, I notice more mentally unstable people out there that aren't getting the help they need. I think it's a restaurant inside. Hey, motherfucker. Hi. Don't say that to me, please. Homeless people on the streets. And also, the crime is very unsettling now. I mean, just the other day, there was like six stabbings throughout the city. And I don't really feel that New York City is as safe as it used to be. I constantly mention this on my walks. People ask me if New York City is safe, which I still think is a safe city, but it's getting to the point where if New York City doesn't really act soon, it's going to go into a uh, place where it won't be able to turn around again. 
and that's not something I want for New York. So politics. New York City is a big mess of bad politics, and I don't really like to be talking politics on this channel. It's never what my channel is about, but there are some serious quality of life issues in the city that really can't be ignored anymore, like this growing crime. I mean, this whole thing with this bail reform where people were just caught and released back into the streets again, and they've gone, they've been arrested like tens of times in the past. I mean, if you just make sense of it as a reasonable person, why should we let this person back in the streets again when he's shown a weapon, when he's assaulted someone else? But New York City has this great idea where we arrest these people and then we just let them back on to commit more crimes. It's pretty sad. And that, of course, is Action Kid. We're going to get into more of uh, his thing and, and why he's leaving. We're also going to be uh, talking about uh, the situation that has led him to do that. Of course, crime is a major problem. Uh, we just had another uh, uh, Asian-American lady who, was, who uh, died after being assaulted. Uh, she was beaten to death by a man with a rock. Uh, you know, she survived for a little while on a, on a artificial, um, uh, means, but unfortunately she, she was uh, beaten to death, but we've also had several muggings just within the area I live, you know, you, you've had, you know, uh, stores robbed, you hear the police sirens. When, when I record my piece, I know sometimes I'm recording something and, it, it, and it's, it's kind of, you know, I, I. Uh, I am legally blind, so therefore I have trouble going around the city. And that's why I watch guys like Action Kid and some of these other uh, YouTube streamers and whatnot. Because they're the way I get around the city. You know, uh, you know, I look at the videos that I can still see a little bit um, using, you know, <laughs> glasses, <laughs> like wearing magnifying glasses the whole time. But, you know, I can still see. And, and you know, these, these guys help people like me um, or tourists or, or other people to see what you're going to get yourself into when you go to certain places. And uh, they perform a very important service. Sad to say, though, the reality is that, um, you know, um, many people uh, have followed in their footsteps and are following and leaving. And if you remember the speech I played earlier, the, the early part about, uh, you know, um, Lee Zeldin and his run for governor, the main issue there raised by him and the reason why he's running, he says, is because of so many people who are leaving the city of New York, so many people who are affected by the situation here and affected by what is happening. We'll be back with more in a bit on this topic and more. I'm Mike of New York. Derek Gibson is another candidate who is uh, running in the uh, race for governor in the state of New York uh, for the nomination of the Republican Party. But I think Derek is probably going to be running even if he doesn't get the nomination. I mean, not Lee Zeldin that we had earlier on was talking about that. And Derek has definitely a different kind of approach when it comes to running for office. Uh, we've heard so far from Andy Giuliani, 
and we've heard from uh, Lee Zeldin. Well, let's hear from Derek Gibson. We'll try and get through all the candidates nominated. We've heard a lot from Governor Hochul over the past uh, couple of months, so, um, and now uh, we're going to hear from uh, Derek, who actually just came down or is up in Buffalo for an event up there in upstate New York, or so he told me when we saw each other at the Sunnyside GOP Club meeting that I was invited to attend. I have a couple of other candidates who are coming out of the woodwork on that particular race. I'm Mike of New York. Some of you here may know me, some of you may not. I've been around for a long time. I've been a candidate for governor for two and a half years. I was one of the first somebody that declared to run for governor. I thought I was stupid, ignorant, and all the good stuff because Como can't be beat. This is a blue state. So I put my hat in the ring to run anyway. I said, I'm going to show this guy that this can be a red state. And it's not going to take much to do it. Like people think, oh, it takes so much to take a hundred million dollars. It don't take that. It takes common sense. It takes a good measures. It takes a great platform. And we can unseat this guy. And I will unseat this guy. He says, there's no place for conservatives or Republicans in the state of New York. Now, the GOP, they discussed me. I told Nick Langworth that to his face, me and him met face to face two or three times. And he agreed with me. I say, the GOP is weak, they cowards. And most of them are white men. And now that the race card is being planned, they cowering down because they're afraid to be called a, a racist. So they won't stand up. And I'm saying these are not good people. They are good people. They're afraid because they're being beat down with the race card. So I told uh, Nick Langworth, they said, I agree with you. I said, well, you've been there about three years. What's the problem? You the problem. I don't mind talking to a man face to face and looking in my eye and telling me it's a problem because I'm a Republican member all my life. But the GOP is weak and pathetic. It's not fair. I can tell you that because I'm on the inside, me, Andrew, and all of us. We agree, all of us agree the same thing. No, they don't want a primary. They tried to get us to drop out. They offered me a Senate seat. No, absolutely not. I put my head in the ring to become governor. The GOP is upside down. I'm going to expose it 100%. It's no giddy, giddy, get along with me. If for me, it's to turn the Republican Party around so it'll be for the people and it'll be for the will of the people. Now, I got county leaders that have called me. I got emails they have sent me saying they are forced to endorse Lee Zilla. I know Lee Zilla in person, just out playing together last week. I know that person's a good family man, this and that, but I don't think the environment is right for Lee Zilla that can win against any Democrat. And I like Lee Zilla, except for the safe act debacle that he made. But the GOP have got to use common sense. And you got to look at the current environment and say, Who's it going to take to win this thing? Who has a strong message? Not who can raise the most money for the party, because that is what's happening. I told them when John, uh, the guy ran against the LC the last go round, okay. and I talked to him. I say, you're going around, you're saying you're a former police officer, you shouldn't say that in the market environment. It's crazy for that. Just run for office. Number two, you're a white man. And God made all of us, so I'm not racist at all. But I'm going to point out the truth. You're a white man. You're not going to win against AOC. He said, no, and, and people in district like polls, I know they do not. So don't put that out there. But there was two great candidates running in the GOP. Look, the one that could have took AOC out, and she wouldn't have been that day. That was Taco, Montana, and Hills for Cruz, which was Hispanic and Black. These are the things that have got to be looked at and said, who can do this in this current environment? Who can win? These are things must be looked at. And I go around the state of New York, people think that I don't have a lot of support. I got millions, I got millions of phone numbers. 
emails and all right now because I've been out two and a half years. And they are quiet. And they are grassroots count. They are, I'm a grassroots counter and they support me. But to go back to the county leaders, he forced us to endorse Zella, but we're going to vote for you. That's how much sense that going to make. I said, don't oh, make sure once you stand up to the party and say, we want a primary. This is what we want. So now we're faced with getting signatures, which I already have people in line team set up to get signatures. It's $15,000. I mean, 15,000 uh, signatures. I need $15,000 though. <laughs> but, but signatures. But so this is what's going to happen March the 1st if they don't delay it, which they probably will. Uh, we need those signatures to force a primary because the GOP been behind Zell from day one since when he said he was going to run. The GOP got behind him, even put messages out of the next government, and you got six candidates in there. So that is, it's crazy. It's not fair. It makes no sense. And I call him out on it. So Lisa Ellen, like I said, is a good friend of mine, great family man. I love him. But Lisa Ellen stole my platform. Sean Handel was on my team 100% until Lisa Ellen came out and said, I'm going to run for governor. And my team said, do you know Lisa Ellen has followed me for two years? And I didn't even realize that. Ever since I, I said, I'm going to run for governor and took my platform, which is good. I'm glad he took it because it's a great platform. So, but Sean Hamilton, after he came out, Sean Hamilton kind of moved up, got off my team, and got on the congressman team. I guess because he will, he may be a more, uh, uh, you know, into politics than I am. He's a congressman and all that. So that is what happened. But I'm out here. I got a bus that is wrapped. And I'm coming around. It's a moving billboard because they won't bring me on the news. I've been on several news channels, but not Fox and all, you know, all CNN asked me to come on. I flat the terminals when I get ready, I come on. But I got my moving billboard, which is the bus. And I'm going around to all the councils that I've already been again with the bus. And I'm letting them have it. And I talk bluntly. I got a scheduled up in Buffalo next month where I was 25th president, got killed at you know, William McKinley. I'm going to be on that very spot there. And we hold a big rally there. So I ask y'all not to be bickering, but look at all the candidates. Do your research on every single candidate it is and find who got the best message, who can represent you, and who can win in this environment at this particular time. And that's who you support. They are all good candidates. All of us got good messages. All six of us got good messages. So look at those candidates. Then look at the environment set, but can they win? This is how the GOP supposed to be working, but it's not. It's backroom deals. They ignore me when they had the first meeting. I would claim they didn't know I was right. Then Nick gonna say, oh, we know you're actually in New York. So how the hell you know that? And you not know that I don't register <laughs> as a Republican, so I call it out. It's insanity. But I'm gonna reach a little bit off a of, off of couple of my policies, then I'm gonna let y'all go. This is what I put down on my plan to turn New York around. Permanent tax cuts from business to the common men and women. Repeal the state income tax so some citizens can do exactly what they want with their genuine hard-earned dollars. And I know all of us want that. I encourage more gun ranges to open up and allow class for self-defense to start being available. You know why is that? Because we got crime, we got violent criminals due to bear form, they're being let out in the street, and you can't protect yourself. I stand for that. I want constitutional carry in the state of New York, and I will fight for that. Constitutional open concealed carry, there is no reason to have a license to have the chance to get trained at a gun range and to learn how to use a gun in self-defense. Regardless of being in the home or out and about, women and men are not immune to being mugged or attacked, as you have seen. 
By those who would do you harm, repeal the New York Safe Act. We must repeal that red flag laws, assault weapon bans, ammo restrictions, and get rid of the mental hygiene laws uh, to name just a few of the things that I stand for. And these things I came up with myself and I made notes, notes on them. Repeal the gun-free zones. No place should be against the law-abiding citizen from defending his own life. Criminals do not follow the law. As you know, all of us do make our kids unsafe and easy targets for murderers. Just like the Columbine shooters, the easy target. Nobody that with no weapons, no teacher, nobody allowed to have this insanity. It makes no, it makes no sense. And what happened at Virginia Tech was the same thing. Infrastructure in New York is not taken seriously because we have seen things like the bridges named after Andrew Cuomo, which is unaccepted and a huge amount of money wasted. It makes absolutely no sense. Uh, empower the people to have the chance to earn money with a job program instead of allowing college debt to put people in the hole. That brings it almost feel, try, makes them almost feel trapped and want to risk being involved in criminal activity as we, we need to encourage people to go into job programs that can open the door and finding a dream that they are seeking. Now in high school, I went to a technical high school. I'm a New York, I was born right here in Jamaica, Queens. I know y'all hear this accent, but I'm a Jamaica, Queens born, <laughs> born resident. But I was raised in the South where I got some common sense. I learned a lot of things, how to have guns, how to plant. And I'm a Christian, man. I know how I do all of that. I fish, I do all types of things. I fly out planes, I'm a pilot. I do these, these things that I learned. Uh, I went to earn a scholarship and got a degree in automotive technology in South Georgia, where I met President Carter on one Sadat and Menasha Begin, and that really propelled me to get into politics. I was on the Bush Business Advisory Board. I was on his team. That's just a little background about me. And currently, today, I'm a business owner on a construction uh, consultant company and a couple of transmission shops. These things I still work with my hand. I go and do your brakes or transmission, whatever. Even if I'm going, I would do that. Hey, I need some brakes coming. I'll put your brakes on. This is the type of person I am. I am you. I am not Mr. Soup with a pocket full of cash or empty ass soup with a pocket full of cash. That's all they are. We need to get rid of these people. They're not going to do you any good at all. We need to, uh, number 10, I got on this thing. We need to allow more competition, kitchen raining from internet service to food business and open the door or more mental health services. New York does not have a good job uh, stopping suicide. These are the things that we need to do in the state of New York. And it's just a few of the things that I stand for. But I ask you to go on my website, gibsonnumforgovernment.com, check me out. The background on me, I don't put any policies on my website. After I found this man stole my platform, I don't put them on there. So I keep it in. I just tell the people about it. I love you, Tom. You're a good man. We go a long ways back. It'll be a lot for me, a lot for my child. When she's been watching DC, that's a great man, and I'm gonna help you get it to Congress. I appreciate y'all. <laughs> they cannot even begin to imagine the brave and righteous spirit they've unleashed in men and women like all of you here today. And this is some crowd. We broke the record again. We broke the record again. But they're going to find out the hard way starting on November 8th, and then again even more so on November 2024. They will find out like never before. We did it twice, and we'll do it again. We're going to be doing it again a third time.